Right. Um, happy Easter plus one. Yeah, our order of service is um, the St. Stephen service, and uh, we begin with the entrance hymn, hymn 457. <laughs> The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. He who conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Thank you. 
Let us confess our sin to one another and to the Lord. Gracious Father, we confess that we have tried to hide ourselves and our sins from you, for we know that we have done wrong. We are drawn to the selfish life, refusing to bear to the troubles of others. We often turn from our neighbors, ignoring their pain and excusing their needs as the responsibility of someone else. Gentle Lord, in your mercy, Forgive our sins and free us from our troubles. Grant that we choose to obey you and show our love for you by serving others. Almighty God, rich in mercy and abundant in love, has given his Son to die for us. For Jesus' sake and at his command and in his behalf, I forgive you all your sins. Go in peace. You have new life in Jesus Christ. This new life is founded in forgiveness and framed by joy. And therefore, with the song of the angels in our hearts and on our lips, we join the whole church on earth and in heaven to proclaim.
peace of the Lord be with you. Let us pray together. Almighty God, we have celebrated with joy the festival of our Lord's resurrection. Graciously help us to show the power of the resurrection in all that we say and do through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for the reading. Hey, good morning. First lesson is from the fifth chapter of Acts. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might bring Israel to repentance for the forgive and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put him to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that men be put outside for a while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin, Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do with these men. Some time ago, Theodos appeared claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed. All his followers were dispersed, and it came to nothing. After him, Judas of the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you to leave these men alone. Let them go, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourself fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them fraud. They ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. The second lesson is from the first chapter in First Peter. Praise be to God and Father for our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into the inheritance that we can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed 
in the last time. And all greatly rejoice to now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven generosity is your faith of greater worth and than gold, which perishes even through refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Through the through you you have not seen him, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with his inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is the word of God. rise for the gospel. The Holy Gospel from St. John, the 20th chapter. Thank you, you, Lord, for this gift of life. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. 
A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other miracles in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the gospel of the Lord. We praise you for the power. We continue singing verse, uh, hymn 470. Please be seated. God's grace, His mercy, and His peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Easter time, a time where we celebrate the resurrection of Christ. And today, in this time, in this age, we need to celebrate this because the world is full of people who doubt, and the arguments uh, against, I guess you might call it, it's not an accurate word, but tradition, right? So traditional this and traditional that, even traditional religion is, uh, is brought under question because there's some thought out there that perhaps, uh, you know, that's old-fashioned and new is better and those kinds of things. But here we have 
someone rising from the dead. You can look in the, the uh, even you can look in history books. Uh, Josephus, a um, a Jewish historian, who was not uh, on the side of Jesus, mentions this this. He didn't even get his name right. This Christus or something, who had um, uh, it had been rumored ro- rose from the dead. Um, there are other evidences of this in history, secular history. Well, we don't really need secular history because the Bible itself is history. It's the best history. It's the most credible history that we have because it is written by God Almighty Himself. And here we have the disciples immediately uh, following Jesus' resurrection, going out and being questioned because they are proclaiming the resurrection of Jesus. Something that, by the way, the Sanhedrin had uh, spared no expense to quash because they started the rumor that the disciples had gone in and removed Jesus' body. Never mind the fact that there were soldiers stationed at the tomb, and those soldiers, let's see, soldiers versus disciples. Hmm. Um, no, those soldiers saw what had happened, and they went and they reported it because they were in fear of losing their, their necks for not succeeding in a mission that they were given. Supposed to be an easy mission, but it was impossible for them to keep Christ from raising, being raised from the dead. How, how would they have known that? And um, the Sanhedrin paid them off to keep their mouths shut. And now the disciples started up. Will this Jesus never die? Never again. Only once. And now that he's alive, he will continue. And look, 2,000 plus years after Jesus' resurrection, we still proclaim Christ is risen. It is still just as valid today as it was back then. So what were they going to do? Well, of course, they had to to kill these people, these disciples. And Gamaliel got up and said, wait a minute. We don't want to be opposing, found opposing God. Remember all these examples of people who, you know, their movements died out. Mind you, this is 2,000 plus years ago, and it didn't even happen in the United States of America, which, by the way, didn't even exist. Well, the land existed, of course, but no one knew about it. So, I don't think they believed in the United States of America. They had no idea that that was going to exist, and now it exists, and we look all the way back to basically the Middle East a place that, I don't know, if we think of the Middle East, other than the Holy Land, I'm not sure that there's a lot of fond sentiments that come out of us about the Middle East. And yet, our life, our salvation comes from the Middle East. 
And we fully acknowledge that. Why? Because it's true. Christ suffered. He died. He rose again. And he appeared to these disciples. And Gamaliel, he gave, God gave Gamaliel the wisdom to say, who are we opposing here? Man or God? And they listened to Gamaliel. They didn't want to be found opposing God. But it, to me, it's curious after they spent so much time and energy snuffing out the light of the gospel that they would now still allow these men to go free. Wouldn't it make sense for them to be killed? After all the money, after all the energy they spent in killing the story, but they didn't want to be found opposing God. And that was a good move, at least for them. I don't know if anybody ever, uh, if anything good, of course, things good came out of it, but I don't know how many people in the Sanhedrin were secretly saying, perhaps this is the Christ, the Son of the, the Most High God. We know Nicodemus Joseph of Arimathea, maybe Gamaliel. And here we are today. Here we are. And we get to see how the disciples were still confused. They were still, well, locked up for fear of the Jews. After the Holy Spirit came, you see the difference between the people here locked up for fear of the Jews and in the second lesson in 1 Peter and in Acts, you can see the difference the Holy Spirit made in their lives. They used to be locked up, not believing. And here, the Holy Spirit has entered them, just like the Holy Spirit has entered you and me and enabled us to listen to our Father, that's the most important thing for us. It was even the most important thing for Jesus. When Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And imagine what happened to him, because when we talk about how he suffered and he died on the cross. His suffering and death was far greater than yours and mine will ever be. Because that very life of God, that very words that proceed from the mouth of God, said to his son Jesus, you are condemned. These were words of poison that Jesus had to eat. These are words of poison that killed Jesus. Not so much the, the man behind it, the, the Sanhedrin, the, the scheming of wily men. No, the words that killed Jesus was God's judgment himself, judging and separating Christ from the Father and the Son. And the, from the Father and the Holy Spirit. 
I can't even imagine what that must be like. I can't even imagine the agony that the Father and the Holy Spirit partook in along with Jesus. Did they die for us? No. Jesus Christ suffered and died for us. But the Trinity must have been shaken. Why? For you and for me. And the fact that we can understand that the Word of God that Jesus lived for and then died for was cut off from Jesus, our Messiah. Why? To pay for our sin. The sins of the world, Christ suffered and died for. And He was cut off from His Father and the Holy Spirit. Just for a time, but it was enough. Anytime we are cut off from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is a time where we should despair. But that doesn't happen to us. It doesn't. We are God's children. We have been made witnesses through the Holy Spirit who witnesses to us. We are sure that what Christ did, even though if we break it apart, it means that we sent Christ to the grave because of our sin, we still end up in joy because Christ knew what He was doing and He did it for you and for me. Would we assent to that before that happened? If God said, hey, this is how it's going to happen, we would say, no, no. Please, God should not die for us. We should die for our sins. But God had far better plans, plans that we couldn't even come up with and plans that we still can't come up with even though we live in the hope of Christ resurrected. Sometimes we can still be like Didymus, Thomas. Thomas isn't the doubting disciple. They all are the doubting disciples. Even when Jesus rises, ascends to heaven, it said, and some of them still doubted. Do we not sometimes doubt today? Perhaps we get confused. Perhaps we concentrate on how unfair life is for us, that we forget that what Christ did for us and how He suffered and died for us was unfair. And that we get to go to heaven is unfair. And that we get eternal life, we get our sins forgiven. It's unfair. We get to live as children of God. Unfair, unfair, unfair. But sometimes we think only about ourselves. And we say, that's unfair. Where is God? God is here. He's always here. And He says to us today, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And that's not an accomplishment on our part. 
because we see him. We see him just fine. We may not see him uh, or, or even, I don't know, what, what does Jesus look like? We might go to heaven and, and be shocked. I thought we had a picture of Jesus. I thought he, he doesn't look like, he, but we'll recognize him anyway. And that's the way Jesus is for us. So did he have, you know, this color eyes? Did he have is his hair too long? Was he wearing some outfit that we would not approve of in church? We don't have to worry about any of those things because we know that Christ fills all in all. Christ is enough. He has done what is sufficient for us, and he has done it well. There's no reason for us to doubt. As a matter of fact, now, as we continue living our lives, and the comment was just made right before church that uh, getting old is hard, it's no fun. Not for sissies. And then what? We get old, and then God calls us home. And somehow we can see getting old as being a reward for, you know, oh, they must be living right. I don't know. (laughs) How twisted do we have that? The oldest one, the one who lives the oldest, wins. Well, I don't know. We can go to Thibodeau and talk to my, 94, my 95-year-old mother and see if she's winning. She's waiting is what she's doing. And in a way, we're all waiting. And what are we waiting for? We're waiting for our total redemption. And that's why we say, even in a world where there are rewards and there are punishments. There are, there are blessings and there are curses. We say, O oh, death, where is your sting? O oh, grave, where is your victory? And we can stare that in the face. Why? Because we know that that is simply another tool used by God to cleanse us so that we can enter everlasting life. You see, that's the difference. And only faith teaches us that. You think we could figure that out ourselves? No. We figure that out because we have been informed by the Holy Spirit that this is the way it is. And so, indeed, our lives proceed from every word that comes from the mouth of God. And we follow that in dark days, in bright days, in blessings, in curses, in rewards, in punishment. We follow Christ and Him crucified. May these words go before us, behind us, and surround us in the days of our lives. Amen. We continue with the hymn of the day, hymn 470, verses 8 and 9.
we rise to the confession of faith, we believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, all that is seen and We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, the eternal begotten of the Father, God for God, light from light, true God from true God. with the offertory song. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. O God, our Father, you have raised your Son, and he has bestowed the Holy Spirit on his apostles, believing Christ's resurrection. Help us also to trust the forgiving words of his servants. Lord, in your mercy. O God, our Father, turn the enemies of your church and bring their hearts to repentance, strengthen all Christians in their faith and in their vocation of service as your children. 
that we may be obedient to your word and receive the salvation of our souls. Lord, in your mercy. O oh God, our Father, build up the households of your people that your holy children, begotten in baptism, may grow in your grace and share together in your forgiveness of life and life. Lord, in your mercy. O oh God, our Father, you appoint rulers and officials for the sake of order and peace. Bless those you have placed in authority in federal, state, and local governments. Give them the desire to serve with integrity and honor and to work for the benefit of all. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah. O oh God, our Father, we praise your Son's resurrection from the dead and draw strength from his ascension before you where we, he ever stands for us as our own high priest. We ask that you show your kindness to the family and friends of Daniel Emil Bush, who passed away recently, and Phil Dickey, who suffered a heart attack. We ask that you would be with Michael Bricado, Hannah Simon, Mark Legrand, Calvin Hensler, Carrie Pierre, Barbara Marjorjewski, Harold Perkle, Lisa Bardwell, Shirley Mansfield, Joe Anderson, Sarah Fleming, Susan Nielsen, Cass Marjorjewski, Carter Beckwith, Lloyd Loga, and Ruth Loga, Dolores Bordley, Mickey Greer, Drew Butfried, Debbie Harmon, Carla Fabian, Wayne Scheffler, Connie Goings, Sherry Smith, Shelby um, Gallatin, Dr. Miko Thompson, Kelly Sharp, John Ayo, Kent Higgins, Rachel Schwem, Michael McCleary, Karen Riddle, Mary um, F. Kaur, uh, Dr. Mike Johnson, Billy Fortenberry, John Esteve, Philip Hankey, John Kirby, uh, Ron Kirby, Elliot Arndt, Gerald Hayes, Jr., Patrice Payton, Neville Kiffin, Donnie uh, Mackey, uh, Becca Wagner, Dieter Rimroth, Sherlane um, uh, Duggar, Dottie Heck, Roland Witte, Jim Hensler, uh, Jorgen uh, Seifert, Kathleen Tharty, um, Jerry Lilly, uh, Lori Collier, Lorna Bettesworth, and John Perrette, uh, all seeking healing. Graciously receive our prayers of intercession for Christ's sake. Lord, in your mercy. O oh God, our Father, your Son greets his disciples with peace despite their sin against him. Make us confident in his mercy toward us and gladden our hearts as he comes to us in his body and blood with forgiveness and renewal. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you that out of your indescribable grace, for the sake of your Son, you have given us the Holy Spirit and instituted the blessed sacraments that through them we may have comfort and the forgiveness of sin. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may heartily believe your word and through the holy sacraments establish our faith day by day until at last we obtain eternal salvation through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. 
Heavenly Father, from the beginning of time, your gracious hand has given life to all things. You shaped the world and fashioned a people by the power of your word. All creation is renewed by the soft whisper and the thunderous roar of your spirit. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. In this, the final age of your creation, you have given us your Son, your Word become flesh. In his redeeming death and resurrection, Jesus has fulfilled your promise of a full, secure life on this earth and a certain joyous life throughout eternity. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. This do it in the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this for the remembrance of me. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Send upon us now, we pray, your Holy Spirit, that living in the light and power of Jesus' resurrection, we may live our lives in praise of you, and in service to others, and so begin today the experience and inheritance prepared for all your children. Hosanna in the highest. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.